Good morning, New Hope Community Church. Um, it's such a blessing to be back here again and to get to be a part of the family. I just love it, love it, love it. And every time I'm here, I just feel like I'm home. You know, I just love Renee and, and John so much and, and all of you guys here. You guys just make it such a, a wonderful, wonderful time to be here uh, with you guys. And so thank you so much for being an awesome family. Hey, um, let's go brag on Pastor John and Renee because, you know, I, I just really want you guys to understand what a blessing it is to have John and Renee leading your guys' church. You know, um, John is just a, such, a, such a, a wealth of knowledge. And, and he doesn't just have knowledge, he has a love for God, a love for people, you know, and, and, and the way that he does that and the way that he expresses that, it's just, it's just so beautiful. And so you guys really do have an awesome, awesome, awesome leadership uh, power couple in John and Renee. So let's go give them a, a, a praise and, and, a, and a blessing right now. So Lord God, we just thank you so much for Pastor John and Pastor Renee and their family. Um, right now, Lord, we just want to bless them, Lord, as they're at convention, as they're uh, spending time with family, Lord. Um, would you just be with them? And um, Lord God, would you just shine your face upon them? We love you, Lord, and uh, we love them so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, fam, hey, happy Pentecost Sunday. Whew, wow, I was looking at the dates and I'm going, wow, is this right? I'm going to be preaching at, at New Hope Community Church on Pentecost Sunday? You know, I was like, whoa, man, we're going to have to bring the fire, you know? And, and so today what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the atmosphere for the miraculous. Before we go there, you know, we, we really want to kind of set up a premise of this. And, and this Pentecost Sunday, really, it's, what it is, it's a 50 days after Easter after the resurrection of our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And it's this, this 50 days after where, where the Holy Spirit came amongst the believers. And uh, today, I have, a, I have a sense in my heart that the Lord is going to come and do something miraculous and spectacular here. You know, probably not through me, but maybe through all of you guys. So let's get ready and prepare our hearts. Well, today, you know, we really want to talk about, you know, the, the power that came, you know, when, when, when Pentecost came to the church, when the Holy Spirit came amongst the people, you know, and, and you know, I, I just love this church because I know John and Renee, they, they, they preach and they, they minister and you guys all minister with so much Holy Spirit fire. Can you guys see that? Fire. You know, and, and, and today what we want to talk about is, is how to cultivate the atmosphere for this miraculous fire. You know, how many of you guys want to want to create this atmosphere for the miraculous? Yeah, raise your hands, you know, as you guys are out there in, in video land, can you raise your hands? Yes, fire in the chat, press fire. Okay, all right. So um, right now everything's on fire and here we go. All right, so we're going to look at Acts chapter 1 right now because this right here is the, the, the precursor a little bit to the Holy Spirit coming on Pentecost Sunday. It's in Acts chapter 1 where we see like, the church getting ready for this promise that Jesus had, had, had really promised to all of them. They didn't know what was coming, but they knew that they needed to do something to get ready. So Acts chapter 1 verse 12, it says, They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they, they had entered, they went up to the upper room. We always hear about that upper room. 
where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brother. Number one in your notes, can you, can you, can you write this down for me? Because I need this and you need this. Is this is prayer prepares the atmosphere for the miraculous. Prayer prepares the atmosphere for the miraculous. I don't know about you, but how many of you guys need more miracles in your life? I know I do. You know, maybe there's that, that situation that, that unless God does something, unless he intervenes, it's going to be impossible for it to happen. Maybe you're thinking to yourself right now about a relationship, a severed relationship that just seems unrepairable. Maybe it's a prodigal son or daughter that you guys have been praying for for years. And you're like, unless God does a miracle, this ain't going to happen. This is the kind of prayer that, we gotta, that we're talking about here. You know, we've seen the disciples and the, and the ladies and Mary and everybody, and they're in the upper room and they're praying. They were keeping themselves alert and waiting for this promise that Jesus had given to them. They didn't know exactly what was happening. They didn't know, you know, when it was going to happen or anything, but he said, just wait and it's going to happen. And then boom, the miraculous starts to happen. They were up there in that, in that, in that upper room. Good things happen in the upper room, right? And, and we, we don't know when God is going to start answering these prayers, but these guys, they knew that we better be in prayer. Well, you know, this atmosphere of the miraculous, let's, let's kind of pretend, right, from, from, from like a, a scale of 1 to 10, like 1 to 7, maybe there's no miraculous, but when you get to this level of 7 to 10, it kind of creates and, and has this atmosphere, you know? And it's like, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes you know, right? Like when somebody comes into the room and you know the atmosphere is different. You know, and, and the prayers of the saints, what it does is, right? It, it, it actually invites and acknowledges the presence of God into the situations of their life. You know, um, Mark chapter 6, it kind of says it like this. He says, you know, um, some things can really prepare the, the, the atmosphere for the miraculous, but some things can actually really kill it. It says this, it says, um, is this not the carpenter's son, the son of Mary and brother of James, you know, Judas and Simon? And are those not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could do no mighty works there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went among, about amongst the village teaching that, but he could do no major miracles. Number two in your notes, can you write this? If you want to have an atmosphere of the miraculous, you got to be without offense. Number two in your notes is this offense kills the atmosphere for the miraculous. The people in Mark over there, they were, they were scandalized by Jesus' lowly origin. Everybody was so familiar with this person who was Jesus of Nazareth. Wasn't that the carpenter's son? 
Don't you remember Jesus from middle school and high school? That's the same Jesus, the one that, you know, married. There was this scandal around her. And everybody was much too familiar with him. The way that we want to prepare the atmosphere for the miraculous is we want to make sure that we keep Jesus and his presence in the right place, in a place of honor. In the upper room, they, what they were doing was they were just preparing their hearts for the arrival of this gift, the person of the Holy Spirit that they were waiting for. They were preparing their hearts and posturing their lives in such a way that it was creating the atmosphere for the miraculous. You know, um, you know, we talk about miracles and we think about like all these signs and wonders and everything, but I want to put it in a little bit more practical terms. You know, you and I, we have a, a good friend and family member, uh, Ronnie and Dan Correa. And I don't know if you guys uh, remember their testimony, but I thought that this would be so fitting at this time to go and, and look at the way that God creates the atmosphere for the miraculous. Let's go take a look at this. So open our hearts. My mom was divorced when I was really, really young. I don't even remember my dad. From age 9 to 16, I was sexually abused by a family member. To kind of um, feel the pain, I got into drugs, I got into cocaine, and married my first husband, and I was physically abused by him. I was wanting to get out of that situation, and then I got a job with Foodland, and that's where I met Dan. We met over the phone at work. She worked in the office, I worked in the stores. And I remember going over to her house uh, on the ranch, and I never went back home. And Dan and I got involved. We had two children of our own, so we had two of his, two of mine, and two of ours. And in 1996, we went to uh, a seminar up in the mainland. And this man, Bill Britt, was speaking about Christianity, and he did an altar call. And I just started moving. I just started going towards the stage, Dan followed me, and I felt that this is, this is the point. This is where my life, you know, just changes. From there when we came back, our friends um, told us about New Hope, saying, I'm on top of the world. I've got a pretty good job. Uh, my family's all involved in church. This is pretty cool. And then it happened. In 09, Facebook came about, my first boyfriend messaged me and that's where it went downhill from there. I was hiding it from Dan. My daughter found out and called me out on it in front of him and so I started to tell Dan what was going on and I know he was hurt. I just felt like I couldn't go on. So I went in the bathroom and I took a hundred Benadryl pills to try to kill myself. She comes out, and next thing I know, she's taking a whole bunch of pills. So I tell the kids, call 911, call for an ambulance. And then, I'll never forget, July 27, she tells me, I'm moving out. Well, um, this went on for about a year. I, I moved on in July. About six months later, he started, um, Michael started staying overnight. And then he would bring clothes over. And before I knew it, it was so subtle, but before I knew it, he was, he was staying with me. Dan, throughout the whole year, was sending me messages of how much he loved me. Um, songs that we enjoyed together, he would send me. 
some passages from the Bible he would send me. At first, it made me feel like, okay, now you want me back, so you're doing all the right things. But eventually, it started feeling like, you know, he loves me unconditionally. I'm doing this for him, to him. I'm away from him. He wants me home. But he continues to reach out to me. I could have easily gone back and said, you know what, the hell with church, the hell with all of this. I'm just going to go by myself and disappear. She obviously doesn't want me. The kids are all adults. They don't need me. I'm just going to disappear. But I remember along the way, people telling me, that's when you need to hang out to Christ the most is when you're down. And I thank God right now that I had the faith of a mustard seed. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be at church right now. Prayer requests. Pray for my wife, I want to come home. And every week I would put that in, every week. I remember John telling me one Sunday, hey, Dan, we got your prayer request here. We got it. I said, I understand, but I'm not going to stop until my wife comes home. I got into a big fight with, a big argument with Michael. So much so that I told him to take his stuff and leave. And then I got to where I was trying to stand up on my own. I was laying down on my on my bed, on my stomach, and my stomach got really, really cramped to where I knew I was gonna be throwing up. So I went in the bathroom, and I didn't know where this food was coming from, but I was throwing up my guts. And I was crying the whole time because I'm like, Lord, what is happening? I started to urinate, and I couldn't stop it from coming out, and I was throwing up. And and crying out to God, like, God, what is this? You know, is this the poison in my body? What is this? And it kept coming, and it wasn't slowing down. And all of a sudden, I said, Lord, I submit to you. I submit to you. I want to obey your word. Give me the strength to submit to you. I surrender. I surrender. And let me tell you, everything stopped at that point. And I sat and I cried for maybe a half an hour. And I told myself it would be really nice to see Dan, but I need some support. So I decided to go to church. And I walked in and I saw he was playing. He had no idea I was coming. And I saw I walk to the side doors. And I went, wow. <laughs> You're good. You're good. And when they called the community prayer, he ran to me and I knew I was home. So we hugged each other and we hugged each other so very long. And it's been a work in progress. You know, I like to say that, you know, we rode off in the sunset and lived happily ever after. But when she came back, that's when the work started. So we started praying every morning before work. And no matter what happened the night before, we were gonna pray before we go to work. Baptism came up on the screen. And I told Dan that night, I said, how do you feel about being baptized? And that was an amazing experience to see everybody come out and support us. Coming to community church, I was invited and and the first time we got back together is the first time I attended um, Community Church in Haina. And the welcoming from every single person, I felt like I never left, honestly. They greeted me as if I was there the Sunday before. 
I can honestly say I look forward to Sundays because sometimes I've been around so many worldly people that I crave the love and, and, and the de devotion to God by everybody at church. It's like a family. It really is like a family. I feel like that's what makes our Lord happy, you know? I want to make Him happy. Wow, wasn't that a powerful testimony? You know, every time I think about Dan and, 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 and Ronnie, anyway, I, I've grown up with them for years now, you know, in church at New Hope Hawaii Kai before they even came out here to, to community. But man, their, 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 their life is such a testimony. It's just such a testimony of how God can miraculously move through people like you and me. You know, and, you know, I, I just think about, you know, the, the, the power of this community that, that, that really allowed, right, the, the, the restoration and the miracle of who, what is Dan and, 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 and Ronnie right now to come to fruition, you know? I want you guys to recognize what a, a beautiful and a special family that you have in them because God truly has done miracles, you know? And so some other things that you guys do, you know, here at New Hope Community Church is this, you know, you guys kill offense, you guys say that there's no room here for that. You guys are a welcoming church. Ronnie and Dan both said when, when they came through the doors, when they were trying to restore, you gave them love. You helped them with what they needed and everything. And, and they felt accepted and they felt like they were being healed. Number three in your notes, can you write this? Genuine loving community is the atmosphere for the miraculous. Genuine, loving community. And family, I just really want to say that that's who you guys are here at New Hope Community Church. Every time I walk through the doors and every time I get to go and do life with you folks here, it's like, it's amazing. You know, your reputation, it, it, it goes way far beyond these walls right here. Everybody knows the kind of love, the kind of acceptance, and the kind of Jesus that they see when they come into this community and in this atmosphere. It truly is an atmosphere for the miraculous. You know, so family, you know, I, I just want to really kind of go back to the book of Acts and look at, see what, 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 did, what did happen there, you know, in this genuine loving community and kind of compare it to what's happening here at this church. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, this is after... Um, Peter had, had given all of his, 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 his speeches and his preaching. And then boom, 3,000 people come and, and be a part of the church on that day. And then, and then this is what happened, you know, as the days went further in this community. It says in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had things in common. And they were selling possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had needed. And day by day at attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God 
and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who are being saved. Man, this is who you guys are here at New Hope Community Church. You guys are a community that selflessly gives of yourself, who pours out love because God first loved you, and you guys are devoted to God's Word. You know, um, I was with you guys uh, on, on Good Friday too, and you guys break good bread too. You guys are awesome at that. I love coming here because there's always good bread. And so I just want to say, family, you know, that, that you guys are a, a wonderful, beautiful picture of this atmosphere for the miraculous. So I have a few questions to ask for you, okay? And this is going to be for you guys' small group later on in the week. The first one is this, is, is what am I praying for that unless God intervenes, it will be impossible, okay? What am I praying for that unless God intervenes, it will be impossible, okay? Number two, who or what am I offended by? And where do I need to ask for prayer and forgiveness? Number three is this, who do I need to invite into this genuine loving community? You know, these are all uh, aspects of what that Acts 2.42 church looked like. It was a place where there was reconciliation, where there was sharing, where there was pouring out of genuine love, miracles, signs, wonders, and then there was inviting. People were inviting into that community. And that's always where miracles can happen. When you're expectant that God is going to do something. When you're open to see, right, what, what, what maybe man and, and the world cannot see, but, but you're expecting that God can do things that are impossible. So family, those are our questions here. This is where we're leaving us today. And, um, you know, I, I just really want to give us an opportunity right now to receive that, that Holy Spirit gift right now. You know, I just want to pray for, for, for baptism of the Holy Spirit. Since this is Pentecost Sunday, you know, that the Holy Spirit would fall on us afresh. And then I, I want to give an opportunity also, too, for any of us here who have not yet received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, right now, um, I just want to give an opportunity for salvation. You know, this, this first baptism, that it, that it would come and that it would come rushing like a wind right now, Lord God. So if you've never ever received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and, and, you, and you say today is the day, Pentecost Sunday is the day that I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do so right now. If that's you, family, and you're saying, I want to see uh, this kind of atmosphere for the miraculous. I want to see this kind of community in my own life. Then go ahead and just raise your hand right now. Maybe you're at home in your living room. Maybe you're in your car somewhere. Maybe you're just watching this on your lunch break. If that's you, just go ahead and lift your hand to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I want the atmosphere for the miraculous. I want to be forgiven of my sins and have eternal life with you. Amen. Amen. All of heaven rejoices with you, family, who made that decision. And family, now, okay, maybe there's some of you who, who are walking with the Lord, okay? You've been walking with Him for, for years now, and um, you're just saying, 
but, but man, there, there, there's no miracles in my life and I need some. You know, I need some, some, some miracles in my family, my husband and my wife. I need some miracles in my kids, with my finances. If that's you right now, brother, sister, let, let's pray. Let's pray. Okay. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would do something that, that, that would just really help to create this atmosphere for the miraculous. Lord God, I, I'm sensing that there's forgiveness that, that, that needs to be had, Lord. You know, because you say in your word that, that unless we forgive, we cannot be forgiven. So, so Lord, we, we pray right now for, for forgiveness, forgiveness for mothers and fathers. We ask, Lord God, for, 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 for reconciliation, Lord. That there would be true, genuine, loving community happening, Lord. Lord, that we would honor you and look at you and keep you in, in that right place of adoration and fear and true, genuine love. Lord God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would be doing miracles in the lives of those who are, who are listening to this message. Lord God, I pray that you would come and that you would just really add to the numbers here at New Hope Community Church, just like in the book of Acts. And Lord God, I pray that you would be honored, Lord, as we create this atmosphere that is all for you. So Lord God, would you just have your way, would you fall afresh on my brother and my sister Living, living out this, 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 this genuine loving community, living in this atmosphere for the miraculous. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, family. Well, hey, God bless you. Happy Pentecost Sunday. It's always an honor to be here. And uh, yeah, you'll be, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Have a great week.